I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Hey everyone, do you know an organization that's looking for a keynote speaker, workshop host, or retreat speaker? I am currently filling slots for the 2023 speaking year. I'd love to talk about everything that we talk about here on the podcast. You've been hearing me talk about Arbon, but you're probably wondering what it is. Arbon is a vegan, gluten-free skincare and cosmetic and nutrition company. It has strict standards for clean products and ethical business practices. The company is over 40 years old and has been doing clean before clean was the trend. These products have made an impact in my life and can make an impact in yours. Check the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Finding Myself podcast. I am Meredith Siggett, your host here at this podcast. So everyone, settle in, get your favorite drink, because I have got a great episode for everyone. There is going to be a nugget of information that everyone will be able to take away from this episode. I've been talking to my guest off mic, and gosh, at some point we said, hey, we got to start this episode because we were just catching up and really talking and digging into things. And I'm like, no, no, this is all so good for the episode. So let's get to it. So guys, I get to welcome back to the mic. Oh gosh. And I've been practicing this because of the last episode that I did. Trisha Setamire. Did I say it right? Yes, Setamire. That's right. I have been... Thank you so much for having me back. No, this is an absolute pleasure to have you back. I am sorry that I haven't had you back earlier. I don't know why. I've missed you. I missed you too. We've both been busy, you know, lots of things going on and life is lifing as I've been saying a lot around here. Um, but it's good to be back and chatting with you. So Trisha, I just have to point out something because I thought it was just this weird kind of coincidence. And um, just, you know, let my listeners know that Trisha and I are actually recording this episode the same day two years ago that I dropped her original episode. Oh, my <laughs> I, I know. It's crazy. So epi- Oh, my God. That is a fun little fact. <laughs> yeah. Episode 37, you have no business writing a book. I just thought that that's got to say something. There was there was a purpose we picked today to record this episode, and uh, that episode was amazing. I remember this episode, and I forget where I recently talked about it, but I you probably don't remember this. But during our episode and recording it, all of a sudden there was a knock on my door, and I had to turn. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> When you're recording in the closet. Yes. <laughs> and it, it was my son who needed to go to the bathroom, bathroom and needed my assistance. And I'm like, well, that's life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I very vividly remember that because I, you're, the look on your face. 
You were like, oh my gosh. I was like, you're good. No worries at all. Yeah. And I, I just was um, using that as an example of a podcaster's life. Like things happen. <laughs> yeah. That's well, Trisha, you need to update my listeners on what you've been up to. I have been doing a lot. Um, thankfully, lots of things that I love doing and spending time with people that I adore, which has been really, really nice. I've traveled a little bit, my husband and I, and just continuing to focus on, you know, things that are going on with Control-Alt-Delete, uh, which is my coaching business. Um, I got my trademarks done for uh, Control-Alt-Delete, so that was pretty exciting. And then just continuing to celebrate the wins of my clients, which make my work, you know, just so amazing, you know, seeing them move forward in their roles, seeing them get new jobs, seeing them take control of their careers. Um, it's just all very exciting. It makes my work so fun. And yeah, so that's really what I've been up to. I have some new things in the pipeline, working on some new guides, trainings and things like that. So I've been busy and I'm excited about, you know, rolling out a lot of these changes so that I can continue to support my clients. That's awesome. So again, tell my listeners about Control-Alt-Delete. Yes. So I am in the coaching space. I help frustrated professionals find career clarity and direction through actionable, customized plans uh, to confidently navigate their careers forward. And so um, we do that, you know, via trainings, different guides that I've put out, and then also one-on-one -on -one coaching. And People are doing the work, <laughs> and that's really what it comes down to. I think this is such a great time right now. The pandemic has changed the world of work, and we can either change with it or we're going to le be left behind, and I also feel we can capitalize on this change and really forge ahead in a way that is going to make us more satisfied, um, put us in a better position, uh, maybe if it, being satisfied is making more money, but doing some things that we really want to do and like to do. Um, so I, I think what you're doing yeah. is wonderful. I recently saw a post um, of The Skim. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, and they put like five different points on if you're feeling this way about your job, you need to get a career coach. Did you see yeah, that too? I did see that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I love that because I, I guess I've been a little stuck on when do you get a career coach? I, to yeah. me, I always think about when you're trying to get that first job, but what about when you've had that first job, then when do you do it? Yeah, actually, a lot of my clients are more on the mid-career side, you know. Um, <laughs> someone asked me, you know, why do you think that is? It's a little bit harder to be stagnant in a new career. You know, you're still learning the ropes, everything is fresh and new, and it doesn't start to kind of feel like things are settling down until a little bit later on in your career. And then that's when people start having the aha moments, like, I don't have the work-life balance that I want, or their situations have changed, right? That's a really big one that I get. You get married, you have children, you know, so your, your vantage point and the way that you look at work also changes. And, you know... Um, it doesn't have to be that way. There's lots of different things that you can do. And 
the biggest um, takeaway or thing that I tell people all the time is that you don't have to be at rock bottom to talk to a coach. You can feel like things are fine, you know, in your role, and maybe you're just wanting to tap into that, you know, career growth and that professional development piece. Um, it doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get laid off. You know, things are, you know, super right. dire. It doesn't have to be that way. You can, you know, talk to a coach at any point um, and get things kind of going. Because, you know, the other thing with coaching is that it's something that's driving change and change takes time. And so, you know, you might start your conversation with the coach, whether it is by, you know, engaging in what they're putting out and really starting to see, you know, feel like you resonate with a lot of things that they're saying. And then when you feel ready, because it has to be a readiness on both sides for it to work, then you can engage. But, you know, I, I don't want anyone out there to feel like you have to be at rock bottom to talk to a coach. <laughs> that makes so much sense because you're right. I automatically go to I'm losing my job. I hate my job. And you want to change jobs and, and possibly, you know, more possibly companies, maybe even industries. But you could even use that coaching in a current position where you're looking to maybe pivot a little bit, take on more responsibilities, uh, ask for a, a pay raise. Um, or Expand in your current role. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a really good point to bring out. Thank you for doing that because I it made that makes sense to me. So in part of doing that and making these changes, I got to imagine you've got to get better at advocating for yourself and really kind of communicating. And I don't want to necessarily use the word speak up because I don't think that adequately reflects it. Doesn't cover it. No, no. doesn't cover it. That might be one point of it to speak up, but there's other ways to advocate for yourself. So let's dive into that. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so what does it mean to be your own advocate in that career world? Yeah, um, the first thing is you really do have to have that clear understanding of what it is that you want, right? So for example, you can feel frustrated at work and not understand exactly where that frustration is coming from. If you don't know where it's coming from, you don't have that understanding, you don't know how to put a plan in place to target that and to start to make, you know, a plan of action and to start to gradually make those changes. So it's going to start right off the jump by getting to that clear space of, of understanding. Um, and then once you have that understanding, also kind of mapping out what direction it is that you would want to go into. You wouldn't get into your car without you know, knowing where you were going. So why would you jump into, you know, this career path without having any idea of where it is that you want to go? So I would say those are going to be the first two things. And then you, you mentioned it a little bit about, you know, standing up for yourself and speaking up for the things that it is, you know, the things that you want, um, which, you know, you almost can't do that effectively if you haven't done, you know, the first two things of understanding yourself and then understanding which direction you want to go into. Um, so, yeah, that's how you, you know, you be your own advocate. And I would say that in pockets, it's um, easier said than done. Yes. <laughs> Well, I, it's easier said than done. I, I think this 
this part of advocating is really good to have a coach who's going yes. to ask those questions to get down to the root of it. Because just to come out and say, gosh, I'm really bored in my job. That's not enough. Like, what bores you about your job? Um, what would make you more excited in your job? So it, it's not just that one statement, but really getting down to it. Because then when we want to advocate for ourselves, if we want to take on more responsibilities or responsibilities in a different area, we need to have that understanding so we can go to a good place. Mm-hmm. And we can and give the reasons to our your superiors. I would like to take on new responsibilities because here are the reasons why I would be good to head this, run this, organize that. Right. Um, so you really do need those pieces to be clear before you can go and advocate for yourself. Because if not, what are you advocating for? You're just kind of complaining that your job is boring or you're not in a good place. And, you know, one of the challenging things in coaching is being able to address hard truths sometimes, you know. Um, And are you complaining or are you committed to exploring what it is that you need to explore in order to get yourself out of that particular space? I got to give you props for bringing up the whole complaining thing. Because cause you're, you're right. You're right that in the workplace, we do see people who just look like they're complaining. They're part of the problem, not the solution. And you, you need, when you're really being serious about what you want, you do need to do it in a way so you don't look like the complainer. I mean, in addition to that, Complaining doesn't feel good. I can't think of anybody who is complaining, you know, consistently about anything that is in a good mood. I like to be in a good mood. (laughs) I want to be in a good mood. Yeah. And see, my brain went to a different kind of vision uh, when we talked about that. To me, it was that person raising their hand, you know, and saying, pick me, pick me. But there's no substance on why to pick you. It's just the person trying to get the attention and being assertive, aggressive, whatever you want to say, but there's nothing really there to say you're a good choice for this or yes, I agree with you that you should head this. Uh, so, I, you know, having that substance, having those valid reasons to to take on more, to do more, I think just uh, makes sense. Yeah. 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 I think so. <laughs> so one thing it kind of it makes me think of is personal advocacy. You brought up the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And uh, off – off mic, we talked about burnout. Um, so we know what that work-life balance is all about. And sometimes we need to advocate for ourselves as a person. Are there, is there a difference between advocating for yourself in the career world or advocating for yourself personally? 
Say that again? Is there a difference between advocating for yourself in the career world or advocating for yourself personally? Um, I think there's definitely a difference just because, you know, work is almost work and personal is almost personal, even though work is personal. <laughs> right. So you know, they're two, they're, right? They're just kind of two different things. Like my approach to you know, advocating in a relationship, for example, my, my husband and I looks different than me having a conversation with a leader or my boss to talk about how I want to grow in certain ways. Um, the essence of what you're doing is essentially the same. You want to look at both of them, um, you know, from that understanding of, of you and what it is that you need and where it is that you want to go. Uh, but the, I think the approaches are much different. Okay. And it makes me think of um, who we are as a person has a lot to do with the roles that we play. And why I bring that up is our work role. It's part of our identity, or at least we attach it to our identity a lot. We do. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think there's there's some intertwining of our personal kind of life, just what you said, in in work. Um, and, and that's not a bad thing, um, no. that we can advocate in, in, in our workplace for our personal needs, like that work-life balance, to have those good, healthy boundaries um, I'm just thinking of like, I've talked about on this podcast before, going to the bathroom in my job is a big deal. <laughs> you need a little bit more balance. <laughs> I mean, it is like, it is crazy. I'll just out people in education that, you know, I know one person who does not drink during the school day because that means they would go to the bathroom and they can't fit it in. Wow, yeah. that is insane. Shout out to the teachers, you know, both my brother and my sister are in education, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for teachers. They can do it all. It's just, it's crazy, but you got to advocate for that work-life balance. You just, you must. Yeah, and those those personal personal needs. So using what you talked about as far as like looking at where your feelings are coming from. Um, you know, if I'm frustrated in my relationship, what am I really, fr- it's not that, oh, my husband just frustrates me. Because you're not frustrated 100% of the time. So, like, what is actually frustrating us? Is it the communication style? Is it the habits? Is it the decision-making style? Um, get down to what it is so that you can communicate just like in the professional world. I'm frustrated because of. Can we try to do X, Y, Z? Um, so I do think, like you said, some of the principles of dealing with those personal advocacies, the tasks that go along with it, I think are are important too. Um, it, it obviously looks different. The yeah. um, 
intimacy level of the personal kind of conversations and awareness is uh, a little bit more intimate than what you'd have in your (laughs) yeah so so it is like I do see that there is there is the difference but some of those like face value tasks are still very applicable in both areas yeah yeah and you know the other thing about your career advocacy or personal advocacy journey is it's not always something external that could be causing the frustration. Sometimes it's internal frustration. Sometimes it could be mindset or outlook that you don't realize has started to kind of creep in and take over. Sometimes you may not clock that on the front end and you just feel like everything around you is the issue. And so, you know, I I keep driving it back to the clarity thing Without that, you know, you're you're unable to come to some of these realizations and some of these aha moments. I, I, you're you're hitting a nail on the head for me. I this um, summer I have done some self reflection, and I am still in my career as a school counselor. And there are things that I don't necessarily like about the environment that I'm in. And I don't mean my specific school. I mean the educational environment. Um, and I've had to, to look at things, take a good hard look at things, and say, I can either always be pissed off because it's not the way I want it, Or I have to do some acceptance so that I'm not in a negative mind space and always feeling dread when certain topics come up. And and again, that's, that's my mindset. So I don't trigger myself to go negative, but I can let some things roll. And yes, that's for, a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, for my own my own sake, my own well being. Sanity. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do that that's a great point to bring up that sometimes it is our own internal work that we need to do to make our situation better. Yeah. And it, I mean it happens. It doesn't make you the bad guy. You know, I think it happens to everyone. You, things are happening, life is lifing, you know. And you, you know, clock it for what it is. You try to get to that place of clarity and understanding, and then you have a decision. You can commit to taking the steps or having the conversations, uh, doing the work and changing it or continuing to be in that space. And I just, I don't think it's worth being in that space when there's so much more life on the other side, if that makes any sense. Um, so, I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about being a coach is because I know what's out there and I want that for so many people. Like work doesn't have to be dreadful, you know, and I don't think it should be. Are, will there be times where, you know, things are frustrating right. or challenging or, you know, you feel yourself being stretched? Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of growth happens on the other side of those experiences, Um but I think, it, you know, work is definitely something that can be enjoyed and something that, you know, you can look forward to. So in those challenging moments, 
what are some ways that we can advocate for ourselves when things do get really challenging or, or when they, they get to a point that we're having some difficulty? Yeah. Um, you know, in work situations where, you know, maybe you're frustrated or things are not going well, it's always good to try to catch yourself if you're a little bit emotional about it and just try to look at the big picture. You know, a lot of times, sometimes it's um, misunderstandings or, you know, people are really all trying to advance themselves. Take a look, take a step back and look at the bigger picture, kind of understand what's at play. You know, it'll be different for different people at work. And so just take a step back and take a look at that. Um, and then from there, you kind of map out what you want to do going forward. So if it is, okay, this particular situation is frustrating me and these conversations can help me make some sense of it, then you can have those conversations. And sometimes that can be with your manager. Sometimes that can be, you know, getting perspective from a coworker or you know, even your spouse. I talk to Brian, my husband, all the time about work stuff. And sometimes it's just good to get a second opinion to just get better understanding of exactly what's gone on. And then from there, there's no use in dwelling in the challenge. You know, you got to pick your things back up and continue moving on. Um, and you make your plan from there, you know, um, putting things together and then moving from there. Yeah. I think you you kind of point something out that I just want to highlight. You don't need to react or have an answer in the moment. You can seek resources to make an understanding. So like you said, talking to someone else to get perspective. You know, maybe you acknowledge, gosh, in this situation, I'm not sure I have all of the information or I'm seeing it fully. So let me take a step back. So I, I think, you know, just to encourage people or empower others to say in a situation, you know, I've, I'd like to have some time to process this. Can we meet back and then give it a time on it? Or can I get back to you when I feel like I've got a better handle on what's going on so that we can talk and feel like we can come to a solution? I think too many times we feel like we've got to react or give an answer in the moment. And then we walk away and go, huh, I didn't handle that well, or I wish I would have said, or I didn't even bring up. So um, I think, you know, being able to take that time, walk away, look at it fully, get your resources, and feel settled with how you want to handle it. Yeah. Um, that's where, you know, a coach would come in handy. It's like, hey, I need someone to help me assess the situation from the outside, you know, because when you're in a work situation, you you know all of the key players, and sometimes bias can creep in, right? Or, you know, sometimes you have a false narrative about someone that, you know, and you don't have a working relationship with them. There's there's so many different reasons, you know, why you your view of these internal characters would be different from somebody from the outside. Someone looking into the situation based on the information that you're sharing is going to be able to say, well, 
I understand where you're coming from, but maybe look at it from this perspective. Maybe that'll help you get a little bit more clarity around whatever the situation is so that you can move forward. Yes. Oh, and like, I agree you without, I'm just saying this was, this conversation was not scripted (laughs) um, (laughs) at all, but I, I think that you really have laid the groundwork for where a coach can help out. It is that unbiased third party to help you navigate. I think that's the best word, navigate through the situations that you're having to achieve a positive goal. And I'm bring, being vague because each situation's different yeah. and everyone's goal is different. Um, but I, I mean, I can see the helpfulness for me and, and people that I know in situations. Uh, and I know in this podcast, Trisha, you have just sold yourself to all of my listeners. So please tell my listeners how they can reach out to you. Yes. Um, you can find me on my website, trishasitamire.com. Um, that is my name on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram. Um, that's also my name on YouTube. So I have lots of information out there um, just talking about career stagnation and how to you know, move yourself from a fl- place of frustration and onto the career that it is that you you desire. Oh, that's great. And I'm going to put all of that information into the show notes so all of my listeners can check you out. Trisha, this has been a great episode. And I'll be honest with you, it's an episode I didn't know that I needed to hear. Um, but I guess the universe knew I needed to hear it. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you, you so, are so much. You're so welcome. I'm so glad to be, you know, a part of that journey for you. So Yay. <laughs> plus I love talking to you, so it's, it makes it fun. I know. I heard I heard your voice because I was going through some old episodes and I was like, oh, I gotta check in on her, see how she's doing. And then here we go, we're back on the mic together. So that's pretty amazing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Anytime. Perfect. All right. Well, I am going to go ahead and wrap up and say goodbye to my listeners. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time. So today we're going to talk to one of our favorites, Trisha Sidamore. It's not Moray, Sidamire, Sidamire, Trisha Sidamire. I'm going to make sure that I say that right. Sidamire, Sidamire, Sidamire.